Welcome to Razzlitz Podcast. I am your host, Matt Bowie, and I am joined today by three very special guests. I have Jay. Jay, how you doing? Dude, it sounded like you said Razzlit, and I was like, damn, that's actually a really Raz good lit. name. Yeah, because we lit, we lit, dog. we kerosene. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm just naming flammable objects in a gangster voice, because um, this is a gangster's talk. Yeah. Um, I, I got a T-hole. <laughs> that was my DMX impersonation, so... <laughs> T-Hole, how you doing? <laughs> Guns don't kill people. People kill people. That was from Romeo Mazzini. That's right. Anyhow. <laughs> and Pitbulls, yeah, yeah. Pitbulls <laughs> kill people, too. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on again. I feel like I'm part of the show again. Alex, my best friend, NBA. We share passion. I don't share with very many other men. Jay, my other best friend. I mean, I feel like all my best friends are here on this one call. I had no idea Viz was going to be here. What a special treat. I'm... Couldn't be more excited. It's like Centipede the movie, but fancy sports and more loving. So mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, T-Hole kind of buried the lead, but we have Viz. Viz, how you doing, man? Doing well. I guess uh, I got to get on the baseball podcast now, so I hit all four sports. But uh, good to be on. Just got uh, all four teams, dog? That's a lot of teams to play yeah. for. All four. <laughs> I just got done reading about why my... Buffalo Bills suck on Deadspin, so oh, that, read, it's, all, read, it's always a good read. You can read about that anywhere, man. So it's true. Yeah, it's it's a given. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to stick to Deadspin. <laughs> no, of course not. But yeah, the comments are usually give me a good laugh at least. But overall, I'm doing well. No complaints. Excited. Good. To yeah, there, the are, there are certain things that trigger online communities. I think one of them is Donald Trump. I think the other one is Tyrod Taylor. So it's really strange. So, yeah, he's. Uh, I still have faith. But, What's popping with Ty God right now? I missed it. Uh, I have nothing new specifically. I just think just this, the haters this new, hating as usual. This, this offense should be decent. I I don't know. I don't think the team's necessarily going to be great, but the offense has potential to be. This you know a change in coordinator, Rich Dennison coming in will help. Um, I don't know. I think it all comes down to Watkins being healthy. In all honesty, woo! That's. That's all it comes down to, <laughs> Watkins being healthy. All you I'm, need is Sammy Watkins. I'm not, I'm not talking for the team to be like a playoff team. I'm just talking for the offense to be decent. Or, I mean, they already were a great running team. But, I mean, Watkins has the talent, in my mind, to be a top five receiver in the league, and it's just staying on the field. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. him actually ranked high everywhere, and it concerns me. Like, I rank him a little bit lower than most everyone else, and I just don't – I'm nervous about him. I always am. It's just I feel like he's burned me so many times. So I'm the big I'm the biggest Watkins fan there is. What is what's confusing me, and I'm totally on board with Viz. He's my spirit animal, and I, we <laughs> our spirit animals made love on the regular basis. But I, and I so I'm totally on board with that. And I'm I'm Watkins' biggest fan every year. But like what I'm sort of confused about, I almost feel like is he ranked higher this year than people were feeling him last? Year? I'm just kind of confused. Like why? Well, uh, like, more love I mean, this year than last year. Or you guys would know. You spot? guys would know better than me. I thought he was ranked as like a second rounder last year, and now he's like a third or a fourth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think I did well, take him in the third, second, third. Somewhere. I don't know. Is good, you know, at Clemson, they just found a way to get him the ball, and I don't think they ran one wide receiver screen for him here in four years before this year. So I just think they're going to find a way to get him and McCoy the ball, and they'll go from there. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I just but, I don't follow football that much, so I don't, I don't know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. <laughs> you're better off. No. <laughs> no, I had heard that Tyrod didn't look good in the first week of training camp, so Not that possible. was kind of. 
That was kind of the buzz that I heard about that. That's propaganda. That's fake news. Fake news. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Biz. Yeah, the reason we wanted to have you on, uh, other than your hot takes about Game of Thrones, which we'll get to, uh, but you are getting started with hockey already, and uh, you are the editor over at Razball Hockey, and you've started with player previews. You're going to start rolling out your rankings soon, and at the beginning of September, I believe you said, you're going to start rolling out the RCL. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, so... Yeah, starting August 1st, I'm, you know, every weekday I'm going to put a team preview out for, end up doing all 31 teams in the league, starting with the Atlantic Division. We got the top five out so far. The sixth will be out tomorrow. We'll go all the way through. Uh, gradually, over the next month or so, I'll end up putting out a top 250. Uh, it'll probably be in groups of 25 or 50 players each. And, yeah, once, you know, come Labor Day, once everyone's done with their football drafts, uh, you know, the hockey drafts, I'll start the RCLs again. And, you know, around that time, too, you know, the podcast will be picking back up on a regular basis and, you know, seeing with the basketball one, too. So, you know, September is always the, the biggest month of the year. It's the closing stretch for, for baseball. It's the opening for football and basketball and hockey are starting to pick up. So it's about to be a, a busy time in Razzball, that's for sure. Yeah, as football guys, we get like four or five months off where we just periodically put articles out. But you have, like, basically two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I would say from May through July, it was more like an occasional podcast and, you know, a draft recap once that happened and one free agency post. It's not much, but I don't know. I enjoy it. And I'm, I'm, you know, that podcasting thing, you know, it was the first time last year that I did it and now picking up basketball too. It's exciting to get it out there, talk to T-Hole Reed, who I do uh, hockey with, son when he's on too. It's uh, exciting for sure, at least for me <laughs> good um so we wanted to get to game of thrones right away uh jay is chopping at the bit yeah, but i gotta throw it to you viz um you told us in an email chain today that you thought the first three episodes were weak and uh this past sunday was the first episode you've liked so why don't you tell us why you're wrong <laughs> uh it almost completely just comes down to you're on Greyjoy just being a horrible character in my mind he just Okay, I'm coming from someone who didn't read the books at all, but to me, it just aggravates the hell out of me that he just drops in out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, he was, like, the second most important person in Westeros, and he's partnering up with Cersei, and it just seemed like they forced so much of him on us, just so Cersei has someone to partner with in this big battle. I don't, I just, his character to me is just completely flawed, and... I don't want to take anything away from the actor who plays him because I think he's doing a terrific job. It just seems like kind of lazy to me, and it doesn't fit with like the rest of the show. And again, the time of this is bad because Sunday's episode was just amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, everyone's gonna look at the you know the second half of the episode for the battle, but the first half of the episode too is outstanding. But like Arya fighting Brienne and you know chaos is a ladder and fewer and every like the whole episode was just terrific. But I don't know. I, I, I know the Game of Thrones can be better than it was at the start of the season. Maybe that's just what I'm getting at. I don't know. I know you guys disagree because I've been listening <laughs> to your podcast. Well, and... I, I think what you're saying is actually kind of legitimate. It's I think when you have a show that, you know, where, where you've lived and breathed a lot of these characters, at least the ones that have survived, it, it does feel... Uh, uh, I'll say it feels out of place to bring in such an important villain this late... In, in the story where we only have 
four episodes left. No, three episodes three, left. Right? Yeah. And then six mm-hmm. episodes next season. So we have nine episodes, and they're just... I think they're just beginning to show us the arc of this character. So I think I think it actually is a, a legitimate critique. I, I'm, of course, willing to turn my blinders on to it just because. But, you know, I, I knew where <laughs> yeah. it was coming from. You know, I don't I don't think it's illegitimate. So, I mean, so a lot of the stuff around him, like, you know, he loses all his ships and he all of a sudden, you know, he's got the biggest fleet again when it should take forever. And you guys talked about, like, you know, the time traveling or teleporter kind of thing going on lately. And, you know... To me, I don't need everything to be, like, super accurate. You know, it's just, like, it doesn't seem right for Euron because, like, he just, I don't know, he just doesn't make sense to me. Like, you have this, I I don't know. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. He wasn't, he didn't play a big part, um... I just, wanna, this. I just want to know where they found all the trees to build those boats. Like, those thousand well, boats. That's every... the thing. <laughs> like, where are the trees? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like, how many, sh- you know, shipyards do you need to build them? How long is it going to take? How long is it going to take them to get there? And, like, you guys talked about in the last one. Like, we, I don't have to, like, you know, have, have you guys have the same conversation again. But, like, when the when the when they were showing uh, them travel, you knew something was going to happen because they don't show that anymore. Where in the past, you know, it was a... Uh, a whole season of Brianna and JB, you know, traveling and et cetera. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess we should just talk about more of the, the recent episode because my God, so much of it, everything happened. And it was an amazing, you know, 50 minutes of a, of an episode. That's for sure. Yeah. We'll get right into it. Uh, T-Hole, I'll throw this one to you. You've kind of been a little quiet, but, uh, the Mira and Bran, um, go by was uh, a little savage uh do you have any thoughts on that to you there buddy i guess we know why he's quiet <laughs> yeah i'm here i'm just i sorry i had it muted i was doing a little promo on my on my ig chat what's good what'd you what's up <laughs> what's up man how you doing welcome thank you yeah i was listening on that i mean i took i agree to an extent with the first episode i I liked the first episode, but to me, the first few of them were kind of slow. I mean, the dialogue was great and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, they were slow until the end. There was a big scene or whatever. So this last episode is probably the greatest episode of TV ever created. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, I like, I like Greyjoy's character. I mean, they just had to bring some kind of, you know, I guess they were out of, they needed a new evil dude. I mean, we had, what's the scumbag? The just psychopath finally got killed last season. Oh, Ramsey. Bastard. Yeah, yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, every show needs, like, another bad guy. And, like, you yeah. know, he's been, he's been pretty savage. I mean, I get what, I get what you're saying. I think they just... Well, that's the thing. Like, to me, Joffrey and, and Ramsey, they earned our hate. Here, we're just, like, just supposed to hate you, Ron. And, right. No, you know, I don't know. It's just... It's different. Yeah, just, they, yeah, they're in the book a little bit. The books, there's right, way more build-up for those guys. And, and I think they just had to, like, they had too much stuff going on for a show like that where they couldn't really bring all those people in. And then it got to this point, and they're like, shit, we need another bad guy, you know, or something like that. But, I mean, right. yeah, I, I haven't really dissected it like that, though, so that's interesting. Yeah, he's very As much a plot device, for sure. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, T-Hole, the, the first thing I wanted to talk about about this most recent episode um, when you were out promoting IG, um, we have uh, 
Mira and Bran, uh, Mira told Bran that she was heading out, and he didn't seem to care at all. Uh, I'm getting really sick of Bran as a character, really. I mean, uh, what do you think about this whole thing? <laughs> Bran is obviously not really Bran anymore, as he's stated. True. He is the three-eyed raven. He is, he is a new man or child or whatever he is, and I would, you know, that part of the the book was never really my favorite part, nor is it my favorite part of the show at all. Uh, it, I mean, it's it, it's not really in the show that much, really. So, I mean, I don't know if it's going to end up playing a larger part, I'm assuming. So, hopefully something cool comes of it or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not something that I'm... It's He's, he's becoming a little more interesting to me, actually, now that he's kind of you know, mind-fucking all these dudes, like, um, <laughs> little, little finger. finger and some of these guys. I mean, so this part, he's kind of, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of growing on me a little bit. I don't know. All right, what about you, Jay? Yeah, I mean, everything that T-Hole said, I agree with. It, it seems like, I think we talked about this last episode, where it just feels like he's, the writers are showing that he's no longer Bron. I think Mira even pointed out that he died um, you know, when when he became the Three-Eyed Raven. and uh, I think, you know, as Teal said, like, the I don't even think the show really highly regards this story arc. They just kind of put it in there because they have to. I mean, we went through, I think, what was it, season five, where we just didn't see Braun at all, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I do, I will mention, I do like seeing Braun back in Winterfell, only for the reason that now that Arya and Sansa are there, it was, like, probably one of the best, touching moments in that episode was when all three of them were together and uh, Arya was pushing him in the wheelchair. I just thought, you know, that's, that's kind of strings at your feels because it's, you know, if you're a huge fan of the show, you know, you kind of, you, you, you subconsciously, I think, it's just been deep down that you want to see more Starks back in Winterfell. And so now that they're, as the episodes go on, they seem to be adding a Stark every episode to Winterfell. So that's pretty cool. And you yeah. can you can you can tell he likes Arya better than he likes Sansa, as does probably everybody in the world. Because I mean, that's why I'm like hoping Sansa gets you know killed off. I mean, she's jealous of her other siblings. She's a hater. She tries thinks she's the shit. She's not. I mean, she's like she is starting to be, look a little sexier to me. But that's that's a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, as she's become sexier, she's become she hasn't become less annoying. So I think. I won't mind if she's the next big character to drop dead, which was my prediction last time, I believe. All right, Viz. Uh, speaking of Arya, um, it was nice to see Arya back in Winterfell. Uh, what did you think of her and Bran training together? Um, do you think Arya could actually take Bran one-on-one? I mean, I don't see why not. It's kind of like, a, you know, Bran's kind of the mountain. She's Oberyn with her quick moves and the smaller weapon and everything. Like, it seems possible to me that she's just as good of a fighter, and it kind of opened up. You could tell, like, Sansa's look as she was watching it. Like, yeah, damn, my sister's really good at this. And, I mean, it's certainly possible, and I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, what, you know, why did Bran give her the dagger? It's clearly for some reason, and I don't know. I, I do feel like Bran is going to play a large role at some point, whether he... I could see him like warring into a dragon if they end up teaming. Like if John and Danny end up teaming up at some point, since the Starks can all do that, I could see him. I I don't know if he can actually control a White Walker. I don't think so, but I don't. I feel like at least my guess that season eight is going to be a lot focused on the White Walkers versus humans, 
and Bran is going to have a really big role in that. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like we're having the war right now. Um, I think the battle for King's Landing will probably be sometime this season coming up. I mean, uh, well, we do know all... from the previews that this specific episode that's coming up, I think, is Eastwatch. You know, the big battle at Eastwatch, which is you know the castle on the edge of the 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 wall. You know, on the you know the mm-hmm. the, the little port uh, port castle that they have. But um, and we do. I think um, that's where. You know the the uh, the men without banners. You know uh, the hound and Barrack and um, you know the other red priestess are gonna hang out. So that'll be interesting. But I think you know, oh, and really quick I, before I forget, you know I think some of some of Bronze powers come into play this season because I remember specifically in the trailer that there was an innumerable amount of ravens flying in one scene. I, I forget the exact uh, moment. I think it was in the second trailer, but there was a scene where. Uh, it was, they were obviously north of the wall because of all the snow, and there was, like, the sky was filled with ravens just flying, so I thought that was pretty cool. Interesting. Alright, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just, like, I guess get right into the battle, but, uh, Jay, sticking with you, um, was this a top five, uh, battle scene for you in all of Game of Thrones? I think it has to be, I mean, I... I was reading stuff online where people were trying to say it was better than Battle of the Bastards. I, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I think there was more at stake here. Uh, but I think Battle of the Bastards was just a pinnacle moment for the show. Um, just because, you know, the whole Ramsey character had been built up to this moment. And seeing John, uh, you know, watch Rakan, um, you know, just it, it was just a big deal. I think this one's a big deal because I think only Game of Thrones can make it to where a battle is where you don't know who to root for, or you're just rooting for everyone. I can't tell you how many times I'd be like, oh my god, Bronn, don't do that. And then be like, oh my god, don't don't kill Drogon, don't kill Drogon, oh my god. And then be like, Jamie, what are you doing? And it's like, oh my god, Daenerys. And it's just, it was, it was incredible how this show has built these characters so much. And it, I guess it plays into what Viz was saying about a guy like Euron, who we don't have much at stake with. Uh, you know, because we're not just invested and it feels kind of cheapened. Whereas the characters we see on screen now, I mean, we we just don't know what's going to happen. There's no book material to go by. There's no, like, uh, I mean, we have an idea that someone's going to die just because it's it's within the universe. But to to see the battle take place and just be on edge, I think this was probably one of the most stressful fights. I would say this, Hard Home was pretty stressful because this was before John. Uh, was killed, so I, I wasn't quite aware of that arc. And then I'm trying to kind of compare it to other ones. I think I think. Well, while the, you're thinking, uh, Hard Home was definitely the best ending of an episode. I think in all of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think the- that's fair. Yeah. Um, and you know the other one, I just watched it. I forget the name of it, but it's when the wildlings attacked. Um, you know, with the one where Gret um uh, got killed by Ollie. You know, with the um, season three ish, yeah, season four, yeah, four, season, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and that was another great one. But yeah, I think off the top of my head, it has to be top five for sure. I think it's one of the. I, I think Viz pointed out it was a short episode. It was one of the shorter ones, um, and it was it's going to probably end up being one of the best episodes in, in the series as a whole. So, so yeah, before I throw it to Viz, I had this as like I think number seven or so. I I think. I just rattled off the top five right after the episode. It was like Battle of the Bastards, um, last season's finale, um, Hard Home, and then uh, there were a couple more, but I just had it slide right outside the the top five. What do you think, Viz? 
Yeah, I have to put it up there. I don't want to be, you know, recency bias and stuff. But, I mean, as far as the battle itself goes, I would say, yeah, it's Battle of the Bastards, that, and, and Hard Home in some order. Um, as far as best episodes, I mean, the last episode of Season 6 with Cersei blowing up the sept and everything that went on. Like, just the end of Season 6 in general was loaded up with a bunch of great episodes. And, yeah, I'm, I'm biased towards Hard Home, too. That might be number one on my list, actually, out of everything. You know, and I, 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 wanted, I wanted to point out really quick um, before T-Hill gets on this that I think it's interesting that we all focus on Hard Home because it's like the first time we've seen the White Walkers do the kind of damage that they can do. And in this case, when we see this last past episode, we actually see the Dothraki in open field. We see dragons, what they can do on the battlefield. I think those unique aspects of things that we haven't seen before really add to that to the episodes, you know? For yeah, sure. I, I and, also, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, uh, I think it was in Season 1, I think it was Ned Stark said you don't want to battle the Dothraki in open field or whatever, and then, yeah. It's Robert just, Baratheon, like, man. Get your shit right. Dude, I know. <laughs> like, you know I don't... You know there's like 4,000 characters in this show, and you know I can't get it right, but 8, you go ahead. Yeah. 8,000. I, I just think part of it, to me, too, is I thought Season 5 on the whole was probably the worst season, and then... Like the end of it, like those last three episodes, starting with Hard Home, were all very top notch. So maybe that's part of the reason why it's in my, in my mind. But but yeah, like that finally seeing all the White Walkers in that battle is just outstanding. And I'm sure we're going to see something like that again in the future. You know, probably to even a bigger scale. It seems inevitable at this point. I don't know if it's like emotionally like possible for something like that to go down, but like like you said, it it almost has to. T hole, T what did you think of the battle in the episode as a whole? Incredible episode, incre- incredible, incredible. I was about to say like, how could any of them top this? But yeah, hard home that was insane, and then the um, the battle just that on the wall that episode was was crazy also. Those are probably my two. I don't even remember the Battle of the Bastards very well at all, personally, uh, to tell you the truth. So I may need to rewatch that. But this episode was definitely top top three, maybe for me all time. That was that was really cool. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to bring all this together. I don't know how they have enough time to bring all this together. I don't know why they're doing shortened seasons. I don't understand a lot of what's happening here because how can they possibly I mean it's going to be so beyond epic if they're able to somehow bring all of this shit together what's taking the white walkers so long to happen here I mean they had that huge battle they can move so quickly everything's so, like what is taking so long I don't understand how they the had weather, huge, right? they had I this mean, huge t- battle and they're just trekking I mean like what's going on they're like superhuman I mean they're like zombie superhuman freaks like in that Brad Pitt movie that was garbage, World War Z or whatever. I mean, they're just <laughs> I mean, these people, I mean, they just keep coming and coming and coming. What's taking so long? It doesn't make sense. It seems inaccurate to me there. And that's one problem I have with what's going on. But yeah, the dragons proved that uh, they're beyond savage. But again, this is just like in some of these other fantasy books or whatever I've read, you know, those, those mechanisms with those arrows, I mean, that did some serious damage. I mean, it didn't kill it. But if it hits it in the right spot, or you have, say, 50 of those things lined up in a row, I mean, they're going to take down those fucking dragons, and they're going to die. I'm thinking one at least is going to die by death from one of those. I feel like one of them at least has to. Otherwise, it's just like yeah, so unfair that Danny's just going to steamroll everyone. I guess yeah. my, my one interesting thought is, like, if it does die, could it become, like, 
a White Walker dragon? Is that like possible? Yeah, that'll be real crazy. Let's hope not. And they already uh, have the they already have the giant that died at the end of or in the Battle of the Bastards, which is going to be interesting. No, that's too. a different giant, isn't it, Jay? Oh, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. They they it was online. I. I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not the nerd who researched that. I just read it somewhere. So. <laughs> no, because you you corrected me like our first yeah. uh, Thrones episode. Oh yeah, it was from reading material because they showed the pictures of one one and him, and the eyes didn't match. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, it was just some you know those nerds with their pocket protectors and <laughs> everything. I take no credit for that. Yeah, but I mean, this episode was just sick, dude. I mean, Braun. I mean, it's a, Braun makes his glorious comeback. I mean, the real MVP of. Westeros, the, I mean, this guy is a legend on every episode he's ever been on. How could they have even taken him away as long as they have? This guy kills every, almost every line he's ever been given. So now he's the dick hero. On the dick on, yeah. <laughs> he's, on, he's dying there. Then he, then, he then he single-handedly shoots the dragon from the sky. Then he saves Jamie's life. We know he's probably not dead. So I mean, this guy, this guy, this guy's a fuck. He does deserve a castle, whatever castle he was. This guy is a savage. Ron, shout out to him. Salute. I thought it was important too because you know I think you'd expect Braun, even as much as you like him, to just grab the gold, you know. But he left it, so I thought that was kind of cool. That was a little uh, character growth there, I suppose. But yeah, I just I just love the fact that the the battles showed us so many facets. I think they actually learned a lot from the Battle of the Bastards. Um, you know how how they how they filmed those scenes, and they kind of did it in a way in this one to where you just I love how they show you the intensity of this type of warfare. You just it it feels so immersive, and it's just an incredible feeling. You know, just uh, you know, growing with these characters like we mentioned, and just not knowing what's going to happen, and then being just like stuck in the middle of it. I think they just they've done a wonderful job uh, with all their battle scenes in that in that regard. Yeah, I'd like to point out the budget differences too. Sorry, I'm in this huge room here. If there's a large echo, maybe I'll move the room. But uh, the, the the budget from that battle at the end of season one, like in at at the kingdom or whatever, I'm blanking on the name, whatever. Like um, oh, the Blackwater. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there it, it looked like there's like 20 soldiers or right. whatever in that yeah. battle. I mean, that's just fucking. It was a joke, and now look at what's happening. I mean, we have dragons burning you know, hundreds of people to a crisp in one swoop. I mean, this has become so beyond legendary. The budgets have just made this the greatest show of all time, period. All right, that's going to wrap it up with the Game of Thrones talk. We had to cut it a little short tonight. But, Jay, uh, we released our RCL leagues today. Um, so, yeah. so why don't you tell us uh, where we can find all that information and how to get signed up with our new uh, partner in Fantrax. Oh, yeah, it's real simple. You just go to our website, football.rasball.com, and you just go to the menu bar called Leagues, and then you'll find the Rasball Commentator Leagues. It's free to join. we got some great prizes that include free for subscriptions to our tools, our DFS spot, T-shirts. We have Best Buy gift cards. And, uh, yeah, not to mention, um, if you beat T-Hole, you get a T-shirt as well. You get a bonus T-shirt if you beat T-Hole in his own league. So... <laughs> So wait, if he finishes like twelfth, do eleven people get T-shirts? No, just the first place finisher. Oh, okay. Um, it's how little. I mean, so granted the odds, granted the odds of somebody beating me are like hitting fuck hitting Powerball. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, let's be real here. It's probably not going to happen, but uh, it's on. Bring it so, on. Yeah. So I was reading the comment section, Jay, and uh, there's something you got to watch out for um, with 
joining the leagues like once you click on the league it automatically joins you if you already are a member of fan tracks uh and you're already signed in so you got to watch out for that so is there anything else that people should watch out for with the with the transition over no i mean generally there will be a couple bugs because this is a new way we're implementing rcls this year we're kind of testing it out for expansion into baseball as well uh, who knows if we if we go in, in hockey's direction? That that's more of a viz thing. But you know, for now, this is uh, this is the great experiment, and we're gonna have fun with it, um, especially with the new IDP format that we're trying out. So I, I'm looking forward. Even if we we generally average around 400 to 500 people in, in our league, even if we get a little bit lower this season, I'll still be encouraged just because we're trying something new. We're trying to be innovative, and um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's a great thing. Yahoo. Definitely, Yahoo is terrible. Yeah, Yahoo is, <laughs> they bumped me out. You know, just the UI was terrible, and ESPN's UI. All the UIs are so terrible. You know, I I enjoy fan tracks. It can be a little bit. There's a there's a lot more minutia than you're used to, but just the just the custom like options. Yeah, you yeah. You know, and granted, their UI is like something from the '90s, but it's simple, and and the customization options are really a positive for me. And the fact that you know they've they've been so helpful in implementing uh, some of these changes. You know, it's not like you can call up someone at Yahoo and be like, "Hey, can you help me out with this?" You know, it just doesn't go to anywhere. Whereas Fantrax, we're working with them closely to bring the best experience we can and to improve on these experiences as best we can. So, are they going to send us T-shirts like they send all these other guys? They even have Game of Thrones themed themed T-shirts. I'm like, bro, you guys are giving these away to every fantasy nerd on the planet, but we who invented the Game of Thrones fantasy chatter aren't even being gifted these shirts. I'm confused. What's happening here? You I need so if you're listening, somebody. anyone from Fantrax, please Fantrax. send T-Hole a t-shirt. Please! <laughs> <laughs> That's basically all it comes down to. T-Hole just wants a Fantrax t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> all right, uh, Viz, thank you for joining us. Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug your Twitter and remind everyone where they can find you and where they can find all your great fantasy hockey information. Uh, hockey stuff, just hockey.resball.com on Twitter, at ResballViz, V-I-Z. And that's about it. Uh, thanks for having me on. Also, oh, actually, I should say the the basketball podcast with Tejo and myself too. That'll start going September on a regular basis too, and that's just basketball.resball.com. So, mm. yep, that's about everything. And Tejo will Our, to talk a different time. Yeah, def- just right I heard there. you say. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, please. I was just going to say, on, on the last podcast, you said Game of Thrones is definitely the best show ever, and we're going to have to argue about that, because as much as I... it's the leftovers. No, it's The Wire. It's not close. Yeah, some I, are, like, some I, I have friends that like that say that about The Wire. I, 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 I really like, like The Leftovers, too. It's HBO is just amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, mine's Babylon 5, so we, we won't go there. But um, I will mention that um, be sure to check out basketball.rasball.com as well. I know Stan isn't here, but I know you two can be ambassadors for that site. Just the whole entire Rasball brand uh, is is the most uh, is, is the mostest of the... Yeah, I can't think of anything. Just end the show there, Matt, because I, I messed that <laughs> it's up. Building. We're done. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can find T-Hole on Twitter at Uncle Daddy T-Hole. You can find Jay on Twitter at J-Rong. And you can find me on Twitter at Rasball underscore MB. Yeah, MB. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Take it easy. <laughs> Was that really his <laughs> outro? Holy shit. <laughs>